For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Alright, listen. I'm still hype. I'm still on a high from the live show that me and Oversaturated did. And I hope you guys hear that and feel it from my voice. But welcome to The Awakened Soul. This episode is going to be the Black Panther review. Like I said, pull from that live show that me and Oversaturated did on, on Twitter, Periscope. So unfortunately, if this is your first time hearing it, you did miss that video stream. It was great. It was dope. We had a huge interaction, huge turnout. I want to thank everyone who turned out for that, who um, who retweeted it, who just made it grow bigger um, than what we thought it did. We went into that live show with a goal of 60 viewers, yet we crossed we've crossed 200 so far um we crossed 135 live and uh so the rest of those have come after the fact but and it's still rising so i just want to thank everyone who was a part of that everyone that helped us uh promote that everything to to get that hype train going um this show so it's it's mainly going to be that black panther live review we're going to have a brief um out of the mind of Hayes, which I'm just going to go over a few of the announcements you will hear in the live show, but I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about them. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for the show. Also, what was not in the live show, um, the last segment of this show is going to be us talking about just some of the progression of black superheroes and how they've been depicted over the years. We talk about uh, Meteor Man. We talk about some... Ralph and Johnny talk about Blank Man a little bit. I, I kind of refuse to talk about that movie, but but they did. So that's just a little extra content. Um, I always like to provide something extra um, on top of the live show, just in case you did see the live show already. Still gives you a reason to listen to the podcast. So you're going to have that review section. Then the last segment is going to be just us discussing some um, superhero, black superheroes in general and, and where we can see things going and stuff like that. So we're going to go ahead and get into our intro music. And then on the other side of our wonderful intro music, we are going to get right into uh, all out of the mind of Hayes and then that black man. The Awakened Soul. The Awakened Soul. Alright, so we're out of the mind of Haze, and like I said, we, 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 we're going to hear these announcements uh, from the recording from the live show, but I'm going to add a little more color to it. The Awakened Soul has joined Urban Mogul Life. Check, check them out. Check us out there at UrbanMogulLife.com. Um, it's a network of podcasts of people who are all about, you know, doing our thing, doing, making this podcast thing, everything that it can be doing it at the heights. You guys are going to hear um, a lot of them, hopefully on this show, you can hear a lot of cross pollination. Um, some of the other podcasts over there, the Mogul Lounge, uh, Sweats and Suits, Dualistic, um, you know, Moguls on Sports. There's a lot of podcasts over there, and the the thing with that is is that 
uh, Geek said as well. I, and I know I'm, I'm short and sighting everyone. Everyone's listening to this. Charge it to my mind, not my heart. I'm still, like I said, I'm still on a high. I'm uh, from everything that's happened the last few days between me joining Urban Mogul Life, the live show coming off without a hitch like we wanted it to. Um, all the growth there. I, I recently added the podcast to SoundCloud. I think we've been on there for like three days now, and the, the download numbers have just been crazy in that short amount of time. Like it's it's been a lot, honestly, um, going on with the Awakened Soul that I had to kind of just sit back and just realize like there's there there it's it's moving. Like this this is becoming a movement, and it's couldn't be. Just because of me, it's easy for me to be the one who sits in front of the mic, me to be the one who sits here and puts these ideas and, and try to get these shows together and takes all of the credit for that. But it's not. I, I know it's not. It's it's every single one of you guys that have retweeted the show, that have told your friends about the show. It's it's because of people who have come on the show like Johnny, Ralph, Fame Black, Andrew Bello, who's always been a big part of this show. Um, Billy Ray Valentine, who's helped shouted me out on his show when I first started um, and who's just given me advice in in this podcasting world as i'm going it's it's urban mogul life as well and poindexter and mall over there who i've talked to and just who you know they they love the show and and poindexter specifically like even before i was officially part of the team was listening to my podcast and telling me stuff about like the editing and how his ear appreciates it and i'm humbled by all of that when i started this podcast like i've told this story before I sent it to my friends, not even necessarily intending to put it on iTunes originally, because I I just didn't know how it was going to come across. All of my friends have supported me. All my all my family, like this, that's my podcast family. Bello is a brother of mine. JB, uh, who I recently touched base with, I'm glad that he is among the living. But like, that's my brother. Um, Adam, who's been on, like it, it's I I'd go crazy naming as many people who've been on and contributed to this show, um, like a dualistic, um, the extra regular podcast, Justice and Kylo over there, like everyone, um, who's 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 helped me along this journey. Um, I just want to say thank you, and we're gonna continue to put out the the dope content. That's never gonna stop. The Awakened Soul is not going anywhere. I know I joked on Twitter a few days ago about retiring from podcasting. That was just me having fun. I'm not going anywhere. The Awakened Soul isn't going anywhere. Um, and then also we announced in this live show, uh, Breaks Radio, which is a joint project between me, Johnny, and Ralph from Oversaturated. And I think you hear it in the live show. All three of us have an amazing chemistry. And it's not going to be necessarily a weekly thing. We haven't really hammered that out yet. It may be. um, But we are going to be doing this at a higher level than what we've been able to do before. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. Like we're, we're, we're just, we're keeping it going. And, um, this podcast, I was, I was doing wrestling podcasts for a long time before I started this podcast. And that's my family. Like the WWPN is my family. I love them. Um, and I would not have been able to have the confidence to do the show if it wasn't for them trusting in my leadership to lead a whole podcast network and to grow to the heights of what we did and what we can, what we are continuing to grow with. So, I come to you humbly um, in this off, off, out of the mind of haze. I'm sorry, I just changed the the um, the name of the segment, but it's it, what we're what we're doing going forward in 2018. It's uh, we're only two months, two and a half months into, um, well, no, just two months, but um, into 2K18, and it's going to be a hell of a ride, 
I can't wait to see what the rest of this year brings. I'm a mogul, people. It's official. Um, I was already the CEO. Now I'm a mogul as well. Um, so I just I just really look forward to this to this next venture and what's going to happen. And it opens up a whole new world of guests and 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 collaboration um, for me and this podcast. So shout out to that. Hats off to everyone. I can't wait to interact with my with my new family over there. The familia as we as we called each other um the squad whatever you want to do there um but that's enough of me waxing poetic about my podcasting journey i just want to thank everybody again um we're going to go ahead and get into um (laughs) it's another brief musical break and on the other side of that we're going to start the live review we're going to start the review of black panther one of the the best comic book movies that i've seen in a while and it's been just turned into a whole movement so uh, i'll see you guys on the other side I fight the world, I fight you, I fight myself I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorsteps Life in living hell, puddles of blood in the street Shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief Earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks The poor run with smoke lungs and scarred face Who need a hero? Hero. You need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero Who on the front lines? Alright ladies and gentlemen it's time. It's time. This is we've been hyping this for so long, man. It's the it's the Black Panther Live show. Oversaturated is in the building. CEO Hayes is in the building. Fellas. Yo. It's lit. <laughs> it's lit. Hey man. Hey, y'all, y'all, see, y'all see what's up right now? Look. <laughs> Look lit, I'm lit, trying to contain my excitement, man. Lit ain't even the word, man. Like this this is amazing. Look, it, I'm I'm glad we were able to get to this point to be able to even do this. Um, but I don't know, man. It's not much left to say. This is we're here to review Black Panther. We're gonna go ahead and say this is full spoilers. We're gonna be talking about the full movie. So prepare your hearts, your minds, your souls, everything, because we're gonna be talking about it at a high, high level. Fellas, man, let, let, let's 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 start off. We have to start off with this. Um, and that is that Wesley Snipes started to try to get a Black Panther movie together in the nineties. It did not come together. Um, and I and I kinda understand it to a certain extent now because I don't think it wouldn't have been done this way. And the way that the movie was done this time, it was so big for the culture. Um, it was such an event, and you know, the whole comic book movie world was ready for something like this. I gotta ask you boys, just what what do you think about the movie at just high level before we break it down, getting into it, and do you also think believe and, and agree that it that now was the time for a movie like this to drop? Ralph, go ahead. Okay. I would say definitely yes, man. Like, I definitely think it lived up to the hype. Personally, do I think Wesley could have played a better Black Panther? Yeah. But that doesn't negate what just transpired. It was like the first time I heard Cranes in the Sky. It's a beautiful thing, man. I just, my eyes just, you know, littered, you know, lit up. I was, you know, damn near had tears in my eyes, man. It was beautiful. What about you, Johnny? Um, yeah, this this movie, this movie was great. Um, <clears throat> do I think Wesley could have played a better Black Panther in his prime? Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure, but maybe. Um, but I I love I love the movie. Um, it could not have come at a better time, especially with the climate of the nation and all that good stuff. But uh, the the movie was great, man. The movie was great. Yeah, yeah, great, great to say the least. But we're, we're gonna break it down even more than just saying it was great. Let we're, we're gonna get into the characters first, and we're gonna save Chadwick and Killamonger for for the last two because that's obviously who the movie was built around. I'm gonna, we, I want to start obviously um, with Ulysses S. Claw, who was in Age of Ultron. Um, 
Yeah, it kind of fed into this. It, they didn't really play it too much, so you, you you were cool if you had never seen that movie kind of coming into this. But the fact that, yeah. you know, where his character went, he died in the movie, y'all. Like I said, this is full spoiler, so I told you guys to prepare your heart, souls, and minds. Yeah, but man. uh, yeah, So what do you think about his his, his <clears throat> character? The fact that we got way more of him than what we got in um, in Age of Ultron. Um, and then you know, I feel like he kind of went out with the chump. And I and I'm, was bothered considering that I read the comics. Well, I used to read the comics, not as big in the comics anymore. Like Claw is Black Panther's Joker, and yeah. we ne- like we got one interaction between the two of them. That bothers me a little bit. What do you guys think about it? Well, he he definitely needed to be in the movie, Absolutely. so I'm I'm glad he was in the movie as much as he was. Um, and you just mentioned that they only had one interaction with each other. Yeah, that was crazy. They definitely needed to somehow come into more contact with each other. I'm not sure how they would have done it, but they definitely needed to do that. Um. I am. I'm. At, I'm not gonna lie. I'm happy he died. Um, I didn't want any white people in the movie, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Even though he is um, Black Panther's Joker, but it was good to see him die. So you know. Come on, man. Hey, I'm just on. saying. I'm just, listen. Hey, hey, well, hey, no. I've been. I've been watching. I've been watching black people die in movies. For, thir- for damn near 30 years I, mean, I needed this now, needed now my, my favorite genre of movies are, <laughs> is horror movies by far and we all know the black people get it first for years decades and, and, but Fact. I mean it, it's 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 more so whether he was white or not it's more so for me like I said the, the story possibilities that could have been used with Claw versus Black Panther that a lar- large part of the audience is gonna not ever, ever be able to do now or to take part in because he's dead um but Ralph, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on? Care. They don't care. I, will, I, I think I think we were definitely robbed when Claw died because Andy Serkis and the way that he portrayed Claw is genius. Like you know, he's like that crazy, like like you said, Joker. Like I never heard that before because you know I don't you know really know the comic side of it, but like that char- that charisma, like that that craziness that he had, like just when he was chained up in the interrogation room, just singing songs and stuff like that. I love I love villains like that. <laughs> So the fact that he was killed, I was like, damn, like, that, that's it. Like, that's all I got. But I, I mean, to definitely see, you know, what they did with Age of Ultron, just kind of piggybacking off of that. You didn't have to necessarily see that movie to understand what was going on. Because that gave you enough backstory to where you understood that, at least what he did in those movies to get to that point. So um, I definitely think Claw was a dope villain or a sub villain, however you want to phrase it, in this movie. All right, I feel, I feel, I feel that. Um, we have to get into well, no, because before we get into the women of his life, um, we I want to talk about Everett Ross, and this is not purposeful to get the white people out the way. Uh, but there were only two white people in this movie for real. <laughs> but uh, Everett Ross, who was in Civil War as well, um, but we didn't really, I mean, besides a couple lines in Civil War, we didn't really get to know the character at all. Like to see him interact with T'Challa. Um, to see, you know, when they're, when they're speaking their language around him and they have him figured out and they let him go and inter- interrogate Claw and they're, they're hearing the whole thing. Um, but he, and really when you think about it, he played a large part in the finale of this movie as far as like stopping the vi- Killamonger's plans. What do you think about, and Johnny, I, I guess I'll come back to you first on this one. I know you didn't want any white people in the movie. So how do you feel about a white person playing such an integral part towards the end of the movie? Um, I'm not going to front. I was I wasn't happy about it, but I guess it was okay <clears throat> that he did assist in like stopping the um the transportation of the 
weapons to the war dogs, you know, across the world. Um, that was cool, but you know, the main fight was still back, back in what you know, back on the land of Wakanda between uh Black Panther and Killmonger. So I guess it was okay that he helped stop a grander scheme of plan. Um, so I, I guess it was cool. <laughs> I guess it was cool. Come on, Johnny. What about you, Ralph? <laughs> I, I I like Everett Ross in this movie because it wasn't like he wasn't like he was integral, but I don't think he was a focal point. And I like how they introduced like little subtle stuff about him. Oh, he was a former Air Force pilot, and then you know all of a sudden he's the one flying the plane because he was the only one left that could fly the plane. Mm-hmm. So just that that dynamic of it, and you know I don't want to mention you know the character because we'll get to that part. But what she did. To, you know, give him that that comfort, you know, because she said, I made it American. So, you know, it was easy. And then she kind of walked him through it, too. So just that. And he he kind of had a gratitude towards it because they did heal him. So, you know, they kept him from being paralyzed. Yeah. And, and one more thing. He did almost like sacrifice his life to, like, stop the last the last ship from getting out of Wakanda. Like mm-hmm. oh, that that was noble. But. So that's all. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Come on, man. That's all you get. That's all you get. Bro, man, you you savage, man. You just you just, you don't want to give no. I mean, but I feel Dang. you on that, man. It it is what it is. There, I ain't gonna judge you too much on that. But uh, let, let's move on. Like I said, let's go into the to the women in uh in T'Challa's life. Um, we where you guys want to start off with? We're gonna save Shuri for last because she played a much bigger part. But uh, Akoya, what what do you what do you guys think about her? I love the Koye. I love the the Dorajami. Is that how you pronounce the whole like Dorajami? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. I love those ladies, but just sticking on the Koye, fierce, strong, uh, has a comedic element to her. But you can definitely see that she's fierce. You don't play with her, and then at the same time, you can see that she does have a loving element. Uh, too. So it's like you get all that within her. And if you guys are familiar with The Walking Dead, you see that she has that same energy on Walking Dead. Danae's, I mean, her name is Danae. I can't pronounce the last name. But she's the same, not the same character, but she has those same traits. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this, re- refresh my memory. This is the general of the Dora Milaje, correct? Yes. Now, I found it interesting. I found it interesting that she was willing to kill her husband for her country. Like she all she was going to take that man life at the end toward the end. Oh yeah. Now, that was the thing. I didn't understand. I I knew that they, you know, had a you know situation. I didn't know they were married. I mean, I I figured We're putting it together. They, they didn't say it outright in the movie if they were married. Yeah. Or not. yeah. I mean, besides I besides the line uh when my T'Challa love, and her, yeah, my love, they they didn't really play much into. It. They matter of fact, they didn't even interact much. Like besides a couple of looks, that is one of my problems with the movies because that in that ending yes. with with those two, the fact that she was willing to kill him would have been better served had we spent even a half a scene with those who maybe at the end of the night, um, with them just sitting around talking about T'Challa taking over, or talking about what they think of his rule or something would have done more for the characters. They kind of just threw in that one line and then they wanted us to have an emotional reaction to him. That's one of my problems. I don't have many with the movie, but that is one of my problems with the movie. But what what about the scene where where Killmonger first became the king and he um he sat on the throne and you know was basically telling them the, them the plan about you know getting getting the weapons out to the war dogs and then they had the the married couple had that exchange like the guy was like you know true but that you probably 
that wasn't enough for that, me. That wasn't. Like, that didn't say anything about them being in love to me. That was just more of two generals mm-hmm. having a difference of opinion. Like I, I wanted to see something more as far as like the, the the love aspect, the fact that they were in a relationship. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah, there there were certain interactions with them, but nothing that drilled them home is like there's this couple. She's willing to kill her man for her country. That should mean more than what it ended up meaning in the movie to me. But I feel yeah. you. I feel you on that. That's what's up though. <laughs> but yeah, she she was great, and she was kicking ass too. Yeah. Dope. She's dope. Yeah. You gotta get in Walking Dead, bro. Johnny, you don't watch The Walking Dead, man. Listen, I watched the first season, which was like six episodes, and I got through half of the second season, and I was never able to go back. Like, that was before Michonne popped up, who's the character that we're talking about now. Her name is Danae uh, in real life. She's the one that plays Okoye. And okay. essentially, Michonne does the same shit. In Walking Dead, that she's doing, in you know, to a to an extent, yeah. In uh, Black Panther. Now I will say, and this may be a troll, but they definitely could have put a better wig on her when they went to South Korea. Well, that was purposeful, <laughs> was, I think, because it was, to, to, it was to nail home the fact that she was uncomfortable with the wig on her head. I think that they—that's why they purposely had one that didn't look great on her. That's at least that's the way I took it. Maybe that's just me being she, hopeful. She could have been uncomfortable in a better looking <laughs> wig. Is all, is all I'm saying. But well, you haven't seen—you haven't seen Walking Dead because she has a dread wig in there. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a horrible so, wig. So, matter of fact, horrible, it was, it was a step up. Saying, it was a definitely wig. a step up. But um. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to uh, Nakaya. Am I saying that right? N- N- Lupita's character. Um, yeah, Nakaya. Nakaya. Yeah, Nakaya. Mm-hmm. The love with T'Challa's life. Like the the opening scene with T'Challa is all built around him saving her and wanting yeah. uh, her to be at his crowning ceremony to become king. Um, and you know, I I I think that they did a better job with the love aspect with them, definitely. But it was the main character, so they kind of had to. Right. But hers hers a character for someone who. She made sure to point out that she was not a Dora Milaje. She was not one of one of that army. But that end scene, she was giving Killamonger the business. Like nobody oh, else was able to hang with him at that point. And and matter of fact, she, and this is what I love about the way that the women were depicted in this movie. Um, both Denai's character and Lupita's character is that they are better fighters, just pure fighters, than T'Challa. Like yes. they even said that. They even said that Okoye was the best fighter to come out of Wakanda. And I love the fact that they did that. And, you know, it's easy to make the man probably the, the best fighter, especially when he's king. But to have women that are right up there with him, possibly better than him, you got to give the hats off to him. But what did you think about Nakai's character? John, you go first. Um, Lupita is definitely Bay after this movie. Like, if she wasn't before, she definitely is now. Um, the fact that she was a spy, but she could fight, she spoke... I would assume many different languages, even though we saw her speak English, Wakandan, I guess, and then Korean. Um, yeah, she she was amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. I know this uh, Bay, Nakaya. Ralph. Ralph, I know that's your Bay. So go ahead. Yes, let's let's, get, go ahead, get you let's, is, let's sit back. Nakaya is definitely <laughs> Bay. Like I, I definitely wanted some dark chocolate sitting in there. <laughs> you, man, because it was two scenes in particular, and I, you know, I hate to objectify, but just look, Peter looked amazing, but. The one scene, the casino scene, where she's coming down the steps with T'Challa, I was like, "Bruh, she looks bad." Like in that dress and that that hair, her hair that was her hair too. I was like, "Woo!" And uh, the one scene where she was dancing on the boat, where they was getting ready to do the crowning ceremony, I, like it was real subtle. I don't know if people paid attention, but she was dancing on the boat. I was like, "Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 
Yes, Get, but getting it. <laughs> yes, but Nakaya in this movie was great. The only thing that I I kind of knocked, and it's not the character, it's just a plot point. Like I understand that they were ex, but I just wanted a little bit more of their relationship, maybe why they broke up or why it didn't kind of work. I kind of understood, and I don't think they ever really got to it. Maybe you guys can tell me, but it just felt like they could explore why it didn't work a little bit more to to see why they got to that point. Mm-hmm. That's that's that was my take from that. But Nakaya as a character, oh, she was badass though too. Well, see, in my in my opinion, I think that they kind of explain why they got. It's, it's just that she did not want to be a queen. like she wanted to be out in the world doing something else. I think that that was really it. I, I, at least my take from the movie, I didn't get that they broke up because of anything one another did or or, or something that's yeah. keeping them apart from like a difference of opinion. She just wanted to be out in the world, feeling like she's making a, a difference. So, um, I, but I but I. I, I more fleshing out and that's that's going to be one of the things we definitely talk about with this movie because they're this movie was what two hours and like 15 minutes it definitely yeah. and and, and I, I don't and i don't say this many with this movie though that two hours and 15 minutes flew by if they would have added another 30 minutes oh. onto this movie i i, I man, probably wouldn't even felt great. it man no not at all i heard i thought i read somewhere the like the first cut was like four hours I need all of it. I need all the extended scenes. I need the director. I need all of it. I need, yeah, you're right. I need all of it. Because it was certain, it was a certain plot points that I felt like could have been expanded on, but we can get to that when we get to it. But I was just like, wow. Like, I mean, I enjoyed the movie for what it was, but it's just certain points that I was like, hmm, we could have, you know, explored this a little bit more or we could have cut this down some. But Mm -hmm. I ain't Ryan Krugler. You know, <laughs> salute to you, bro. Like, salute to Ryan Cruz. Right. Man, we got to talk about him because that dude has not made a bad movie yet. But uh, the, the, the next the next lady that we got to talk about, we got to talk about Shuri. Uh, T'Challa's 16-year-old sister running the science division. In the, in the comics, she does become Black Panther eventually. And mm-hmm. um, we'll, 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 Ralph, I don't know if you knew that or not, but we'll, we we may touch oh. on that. We may not. But as far as this movie, I love the fact that they felt like a brother and sister. They felt like big brother, little sister without yes. it being forced. Like some movies you see when they want to make you feel that brother sister dynamic, they'll force little lines in there or just awkwardly um, or, or they'll hate each other. Like that's the biggest way in movies to make a brother and sister combo is to make them not really like each other. But here they had that sibling rivalry. But she also loved her brother. He loved her. Yes. They had their handshake, like the little jokes about his shoes. Everything was on point. It was yes. it was brother and sister. That that's I have six sisters. That's what that's what happens in brother sisters relationships. Ralph, what did you think about it? Shuri was dope. Like like she stole pretty virtually every scene and felt like she was in. And she commanded it because she was so intelligent about, you know, the use of vibranium and the weapons. And she's pretty much like Alfred or, you know, to, you know, his Batman or something like that. I'm trying to say it, but I can't say it right. But I was just like, she's dope. And the fact, like, back to that brother-sister thing, I like when um, she recorded him showing him how the suit worked. And he said, delete that after the suit fucked him up. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, Shuri, dope. Like, dope. I love her. She has to be... The way she was depicted in this movie, she has to be the smartest person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. The the yes. smartest. Like yes. smarter than Tony Stark. The Bruce smartest. Yeah, all, all, all of the cats. Like mm-hmm. I I love it. I love it. Like it's freaking amazing. And I got a hot take about her. I don't know if we if I want to say this now or should I wait till later. No, no, go ahead. Right. Come on. All right. So I don't know if you guys or the viewers have seen the the Infinity War Super Bowl commercial, right? Uh-huh. 
in that commercial, Tony Stark's Iron Man suit materializes on his body the same way T'Challa's suit yes, did. Yes. I'm going to say, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm going to say that Shuri either made or helped Tony Stark make his suit for Iron Man. I mean, I'm sorry, make his Iron Man suit for Infinity War. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I, yeah. I, that was I was gonna say that. He she had matter of fact, she's gonna probably make Bucky's new arm. She's gonna make Iron Man a new suit. Oh, facts. Like she's gonna make Captain New Shield. She's gonna make Captain New Shield. So like and the thing is is they are positioning her seriously. And and Johnny, you you said in some conversations that we've had before as well, positioning her, especially now that she's an American based in that science division, who's to say she doesn't become the Avengers new science? Like all the tech. Think about it. We've, yes. there's been uh, there's been a lot of speculation that Tony Stark whether he dies or just goes away they're not going to be building the Avengers movies around him anymore and this, this is part of what I have to say when once we get to T'Challa I think T'Challa is really set up to kind of be that new moral compass if Cap leaves as well for the oh, Avengers I- but if if that happens who's to say that she doesn't become that like I said that tech person for the Avengers all their all their tech coming out um that's what I hope to see as well because Shuri has to be the smartest person like it she well, uses go ahead no no I was just saying Shuri has a lot of like breakout potential in this movie and I just see her having a lot of crossover and for the reasons that you guys stated just the fact that she's so smart she's the only one that know how to use the vibranium weapons so it's just a lot and I'm waiting on that first scene with her and Tony Stark that's all I need like that'll be that's gold that's gonna be gold. Whatever you know what else that is. Oh yeah, you know what else is crazy? She actually cuz I I don't think Tony Tony Stark is going to be like after Avengers 4, I guess. I don't think Tony Stark would be a factor in any of these movies anymore. She actually may become the new Iron Man just in, you know, her own type suit. I don't I don't see that happening. Now, I'm not saying that I would be against it, but I just don't see it happening. I I don't see them Where? passing only because they have already said Ty Simpkins who played the little kid in the Iron Man 3 is in Avengers mm-hmm. 4. He is in Avengers Four. If anybody gets handed that that pass that baton, I think it will be him because him and Tony have that bond. And I think the kid is like sixteen now in real life, so it could be something there. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see her take over the Iron Man mantle because of in the comics she does become Black Panther. I would like to see her at some point, maybe even get a female or her own Black Panther suit, become White Cheetah, something. I would like to see her just be her own thing that represents her and her country, not just become Iron Man, Iron Woman. Like, that. that's Tony's thing. I want I want to see her do something that is of Wakanda. Kill my dream, bro. That's what's up. No, I'm bullshit. <laughs> I ain't trying to kill no <laughs> I'm dreams, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to kill any dreams. I know. Um, it's, all, it's all good. Valid points, though. Valid points. So we got a question in, in our chat, and that is, who would win a fight? Black Panther or the Fonz? Man, Black Panther would kick the Fonz ass, man. Don't need uh, uh, Yeah, come on now, man. Happy days? Yes. We're, okay. we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, I love you, but we're moving on. Um, So, after talking about Sherry, we have to talk, before we talk any other character, because kind of of its own character in this movie is the vibranium. Vibranium is all throughout this and in, 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 in Wakanda and everything. Like, it's, it's the basis point of the movie. I have a theory. Um... And they, they said it before is that the vibranium, they haven't even, I think it was Claude that said it. They haven't even, they've only breached the surface and it came from a meteor. I want to say that that meteor that landed, that's causing the heart shaped herb and the vibranium is the soul stone. They don't even know that they have an infinity stone underneath Wakanda. That's why Thanos is coming to, to Wakanda in Infinity War. And I think that's if a, you, and, and, if you, you, and if you pay attention, that heart shaped herb, glows purple is there a purple like i haven't really looked yeah at the orb yeah the orb is so, purple the um no 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 the uh the, the uh power stone that was in guardians of the okay, galaxy that's, is purple. That's purple so like yeah. 
who's to say that 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 heart shaped herb isn't because of the um the the stone that's under Wakanda? It's not soaking up that energy, and that's what's causing the heart shaped herb. Go ahead, John. Damn, that's a that's a great ass point because I was going to ask at the end like something has to be in Wakanda because why else would they have this big ass battle scene in Wakanda during Infinity War? Thanos is going there for a reason. That's a good. That's a good point. The Soul Stone probably is there. I didn't even think about that. I thought it would have, uh, you know, popped up in this movie, but I guess we'll probably see that at the beginning of Infinity War then. Right. And, and 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 it's perfect because like all the other movies, and it's it's a way of making the an Infinity Stone important, but retroactively. Like they they change the formula. Almost all of the 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 Phase One and Phase Two Marvel movies have been almost built around the pursuit or something of an Infinity Stone. They kind of did it in this one, if my theory is correct, without naming an Infinity Stone, without making right. it the crux of the whole movie, because right. that's kind of where their power is coming from. So like after we see Infinity War, now we can go back and get even more out of black panther and what does that mean to like black panther's powers then would come from an infinity stone at, at, in some type of way so it, it just brings it all together that's that's dope i i swear i didn't think about that but I, I was wondering why would they be in wakanda during infinity war but that that makes perfect sense now the only thing about that is like how i guess how would thanos discover the stone like like where would he know the stone is? How would he actually get to the stone? And then what color would the stone be? Because it can't be purple because we already have a purple stone. True. True. And you make a good point there. I mean, there there are some holes in the theory for sure. It's, it, yeah. it's not, not, not anything I know for sure. But, I mean, if it's true, um, as far as, like, Thanos knowing the, the stone, I, I would think that. And it seems Thanos is, like, he just knows where the stones are. Like, in every movie, he kind, he's kind of known where they are i don't know if that's going to be something that's explained or or whatnot or maybe since he has the gauntlet it kind of leads him to where the stones are who knows i don't i don't know there yeah. but i mean i'm sure they'll, they'll figure out a story if that's going to be it i mean we still have well we have infinity war then captain marvel um there could be an infinity stone there who who knows and i know johnny you had a theory before that um from thor had the had the soul stone who was it oh hi oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In the uh, in that sword that he uses to like look at look at souls of the people across the nine realms and shit. Yeah. So so we'll see we'll see. I mean that, that's, just, that's just a little a little speculation. <laughs> but uh, let's jump back into this movie. I want to talk about Wakabi. I have like come on man like I I have, look I'm I'm all, I'm all I'm all for adding layers to characters. If they're the thing is is that they're early in the movie. Um and for, let, let me flesh it out. He he basically turns on um T'Challa. To side with Killmonger because Killmonger is the one who brought Claw and he had Claw killed his parents. But they had a uh, they had a scene in, in early in the movie with him and T'Challa where Wakabi specifically says, "I don't think we should be going out to other countries." The moment Killmonger comes around, oh, I think we should be going out and dominating other countries. If they would have changed that line to just him saying, "Well, T'Challa." There's there's a lot we could gain from going out and helping other countries. Then that turn would make more sense because then not only did Killmonger bring Claw, but he's also doing something that Wakabi already kind of thought himself. You had him be a complete bitch, in my opinion, to have him completely turn on his own ideals for someone who's an out to, to them as an outsider. Um, what what do you think about that, Ralph? I see you thinking that. Yeah, it's uh, I, well, Copy was just just conflicting. Like I understand the death of his parents, and he wanted Claw dead, and then this guy comes with the body of Claw. So maybe his 
his loyalty just changed. Like he was like 30 years of your father not doing anything. And then I figured you would do something different now, you know, I mean, but that was really just the pursuit of Claude, not necessarily the ideals of how they should interact with the world. But I think the fact that Killmonger came and then he found out that certain things weren't true. Maybe Killmonger told him the story about his father. Maybe, you know, sorry, we kind of getting that into that. But I think that's what made him change his mind about uh, T'Challa and how things were going. So maybe he was just like, I'm going to just roll with this guy. And that's how I think that he thought from that. Like, it wasn't implied either, but I just think that's where it went. I could feel that. I could feel that. What about you, Johnny? I mean, I I just think he was still... I, um, Killmonger bringing Claw to Wakanda dead, I still don't think Wakabi felt closure from that, and he was easily manipulated by Killmonger because Killmonger was this guy that trained in the armed forces and, you know, went to so many different countries, killed people, toppled governments and shit, so... Maybe it was easy for him to manipulate Wakabi. I, could I don't that. know. I mean, maybe. yeah, and yeah. I mean, and they they mentioned that as well. Everett mentioned that how Kill, Killmonger is basically doing his training. They came in to destroy countries when he was in the military, so yeah. he kind of already has the upper hand as far as like knowing how to systematically break down um, mm-hmm. governments. But you know, I mean, so that 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 we'll we'll leave Wakabi there because I'm sure he'll come up when we talk about Killmonger. Um, but we got to talk about someone who ended up being one of my favorite characters in this in this movie. Makabi, Makabi, Mbaku. There you go. Yes, Mbaku. Yeah. Listen, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> listen here. He wasn't in the movie much at all. But when when he showed up at the beginning of the movie, um, and and fought T'Challa, you know, they could have not had him show back up at all. But when he came back up, he found T'Challa, proved to be honorable because T'Challa spared his life. He saved mm-hmm. T'Challa's life. Also said he would keep his his mother safe, but the comedy when when him and uh, when T'Challa is talking to his mom and his sister and they're going through the plan and he just randomly is like, "Are you finished? Are you done? Are you finished? <laughs> are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Listen, that, that it, and it was a perfect way to cut the tension and add some comedy without it, it feeling forced. But um, and yeah. then he showed up at the end of the movie, kind of saved the day against uh, Wakabi's um army there. But I, I really like this character, and I want to see more. Like, he got his spot. If you notice at the end of the movie, he's now in the inner circle. He's back in that circle of, of Wakanda's leadership. And he said mm-hmm. before that there hadn't been a king of Wakanda who really showed up at their borders for centuries. So that, mm-hmm. that means yeah. a lot. And uh, the water tribe, which was Wakabi's tribe, was no longer represented. So however that dynamic changed, now we can have, and I always like to think about things going forward and how that changed, how they could possibly change and adapt. But now you, you have the possibility of not even the second movie, maybe the third movie, because Wakabi didn't die. Maybe his tribe is is coming for T'Challa now, um, because of what happened. But let's get back to Makabu's character. Like the guy was great to me, Ralph. What did you think? First of all, man, the the barbers in Wakanda are lit, man. You see, you see that man cut, man. Like it's bearded. I was like, I see you in Baku. Like, like, with star baby beers. This man, but he talked about, but I, I like, I, I actually kind of agree with what he was saying. He's like, this technology is making y'all soft. Like, yeah. like I get what he was saying. Like at the beginning of the movie, I was like, you know, they dropped a few nuggets here and there, you know, throughout the movie. But Mbaku's character was, you know, like a like a great addition. And I think, uh, I think he's in Infinity War too. I think I read that somewhere. I can see that. Obviously, you know, they're fighting in Wakanda. Uh, but Mbaku was, you know, dope, man. This this big, big black dude, just big, muscular, just 
you know, running shit, wrecking stuff, man, and they bark. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand, you know, they are, I guess, like the ape tribe and all that. And I understand they're trying to make the ape noises, but man, they sounded like they were barking dogs. Like, well, I just look at some was, the, the primitive, like the more primitive tribe of the Wakandas, because you know, at the movie, I mean, at the beginning of the movie, they described, you know, this one tribe went to the mountains. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And then when they show up, they're the most primitive of them all. Yeah. So I was like, oh, oh. They, they still had electricity, though. Yeah, they definitely had light. <laughs> oh, they definitely yeah. had electricity. <laughs> Yeah, I mean for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so and let let this this let's, let's segue. But let's talk about before we get to the last two characters. I want to talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about how beautiful this fucking movie was. Like this movie was even de- and the thing it's the subtlety. So this movie was set in Africa, and they were a way more technological advanced society. But even their ships looked very African. Like if you would think of like Af- how Africans would design in advance aircraft it looked like that like when it expanded it looked like like african and and like i said the wakanda itself all the 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 um the panther coming out of out of his area and and then also makabu's tribe and all the this movie was beautifully shot i think ryan coogler hats back off to him like everything about this movie was just gorgeous and beautiful johnny what did you think i 100 percent agree um now in in watching the credits roll i noticed that the movie was shot in Atlanta and in what? Korea. Wow, I didn't even know that. Now, Marvel Studios I, is in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, where did they get these beautiful ass Serengeti shots and shit from? Like, maybe they just went and like just recorded some shit. I don't know, but I know most of the movie may have been CGI, which you know, whatever. But I, I found it interesting that it was only shot in Atlanta and Korea. So, but other than that, I mean the the. I guess what they had, the CGI in most places was beautiful. So I loved it. Yeah, I got some issues with the CGI that, I, that we'll, we'll get to, especially in, in some certain areas. But Ralph, what do, you, what do you think about how the movie was shot in, in everything? Oh, uh, the movie was beautiful as far as like, you know, it being shot. There was like one or two scenes where I was like, mm, the CGI just not, you know, not really rocking with. But I'll tell you the most beautiful scene to me was when T'Challa first got off the plane. Uh, well, the ship and like he's getting ready to do the uh, they're doing the ceremony. Oh, yeah. For the uh, the oh, crowning yeah. ceremony. So I thought like that, that that view, I was like, woo. like I, I enjoyed that, like just his view of everybody in Wakanda looking down at him. And it was a celebration. And then, you know, challenge day and all that stuff. So it was cool, man. I, I enjoyed that. And the fight sequences. Ooh. We'll talk about that next. So- Okay, okay. We'll talk about that next. So I gotta ask you, Ralph. You know you're the Lord of the Jig in this circle right here. <laughs> How many times did you dance during this movie? Because I know you felt yourself hey, doing it. I hey know man, you did it a couple uh, of times, Af- man. Africa. <laughs> yeah, I was ready. Yeah. To- <laughs> <laughs> I was ready, man. Uh, like especially like when I think. Definitely, like the, the they're getting ready to go to the uh, celebration or whatnot. Everybody's festive. Everybody's on the boats. Everybody's you know jamming, living. I was like, ooh, they could have me on there. Like, <laughs> but I I enjoyed it, man. It was it was beautiful to see that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Listen, man, it it the whole thing was just beautiful, and I think if you noticed, there wasn't a lot of music in the movie. But in the points where there were mute, in the points where there was music, like it was very thought out, and the music perfectly complemented the scene, like yeah. uh, like car chase scene, the scene where uh, Lupita was, you know, dancing on the dancing on the boat, like 
Yeah, the music yes. complemented the specific <laughs> scenes so perfectly, and it was now, like it was great. Did you guys notice that, like, when they did like cutaways to different countries, like, like the Oakland scene in Oakland, you heard Oakland, you know, hip hop. Yes. Like, when you go to UK, you hear British. Like, yeah. in Africa, you heard African hip hop. Yes. I was like, mm, they, they clowning me. That's right what now. I'm saying. Like, that's crazy. And, like, when they that, playing at the beginning, they were playing too short, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, and that goes to Kugler. Like, I'm attributing that 100% to Kugler. Because if you pay attention to his movies, the music in all of his movies is very poignant. And it highlights the scene. Like, sometimes, because he there's not much score. And for people who, who don't realize or, or know the difference between a movie score and the soundtrack, the score is specific orchestra music that's made for the movie to highlight scenes. Whereas the soundtrack is traditional music, rap, whatever. But they use, it wasn't much score in this movie, but the way that they use the music, the rap, like everything about it highlighted the scenes. It made you feel like you were a part of what was going on in that scene. Go ahead, Ralph. Like the weekend song, when they walked into the casino, like perfectly placed, right? I was like, yeah. Right. I was like, you can actually feel like they're playing that song in that casino. Maybe they will be, you know, in Korea. I'm not sure, but I just like like how they did that. I was like, that was beautiful. Yeah. What What, what do you What do you think about the anything left to say about the music, John? Oh no, I just think the the music that was placed in the movie um, complemented the scenes perfectly. Like it was it was great. And so like sometimes there could be too much mu- music in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this particular movie didn't had didn't overly use music, which I'm really a fan of because it I feel like sometimes it takes away from the scenes. So yeah, absolutely. And we 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 did not. That's my fault. I'm, I guess I'm the host. I can just blame myself. Um, we talked about the ladies in T'Challa's life, and we forgot to mention Queen Angela Bassett. Like, and not even I'm not even talking about the queen from the movie. Angela Bassett is a queen in real life of hollywood let's talk about let's talk about angela bass and the fact that she has not aged in 25 years like she has not aged at all is she like 60 60 60 i think she just turned 60 listen that's a beautiful that's a beautiful woman let me just say that i'm gonna leave it at that (laughs) i'm gonna just leave it at that man now for a lot of the you know a lot of the people not to be traditional africans i think that with their accents it didn't seem forced because you yeah. you've heard people force accents before they don't sound too authentic, but yeah. even with like you know like Chadwick or uh, Michael Michael had American he was American so he don't count but right. like uh, Wakabi or Okoye or Zuri Zuri had a like a dope accent you know yeah. Forrest is straight straight African American I won't say you know. <laughs> you know, thank you, hundred percent, hundred percent. Listen, listen, Forrest in this movie, man. He he had, I think he was only in two, maybe three scenes. He was in the opening scene with the with the ceremony, of the fight. He was in the scene where um, T'Challa gets the heart shaped herb after that fight, and he was in the scene with Michael B. Jordan um, where he died. He had to get the big reveal from Zuri as well, too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're you're right about that. So if he, he he had he had pivotal he had a pivotal part. He just wasn't in it much time. And that that again, I I, I attribute that to the director. This cast had almost all of Black Hollywood in it. But it didn't feel like there were too many characters. Considering this was an origin movie, usually when you have this many characters in the first time getting to know the main character movie, it feels forced. It feels overwhelmed. They used all of these characters extremely well to the point to where everyone played their part and it didn't seem like they just shoehorned 
Zuri in because he was Forrest Whitaker. It, he legitimately had a part of the play in this movie. What do you think about that, Ralph? Oh yeah, Zuri, like Zuri didn't feel Forrest. Like he was, you know, he was the you know the OG or however. I'm not sure what his actual title was, but I enjoyed uh, his character, what he provided. You know, unfortunately, his death. But you know, I'm not. I didn't enjoy, it, but I just hate that it happened. Um, Zuri was such a you know spiritual leader to I think T'Challa yeah. or Uncle Figure or however. But you know, he looked up to him. So I hate to see him go, but he was very pivotal to this movie, though. And, and like even in the beginning, even in, like the beginning opening credits of the yeah. movie. Yeah, and that was a play by. I, I, I'm sorry, I did not look up who played the younger version of Zuri, but uh, fact, Denzel Whitaker. He played. That was in, Denzel uh, Whitaker. He played, he, he played his son in Great Debaters. Wait, yes, that was Denzel, Denzel Whitaker? Whitaker. Oh, he didn't yes. get old. Like I haven't seen yes. Denzel Whitaker since the Great Debaters. Um, I know, I know, man. <laughs> he's like, he's like 27, 28 now. Wow, but uh, uh, y'all, hey, y'all know what else was crazy? My bad, sidebar, but. Um, the guy that played the young T'Chaka, um, that played the Black Panther at the beginning of the movie, uh-huh. that's actually the real life son of the guy that played the older T'Chaka. Did y'all know that? Oh, really? That that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. I found that out today actually. So, I love yeah, it when yeah, they do I that in the movies because it keeps because he did look like him, so it, it make it makes yeah. a lot of sense there. Um, but yeah, him being a double agent and playing a role in, in why Michael, so he he played a pivotal role in the creation of the villain when you think about it. The fact that yes. he was spying on Kill- Killmonger's father helped create Killmonger ultimately. And that transitions into what we're talking about next. We got to talk yeah. about the villain of this movie, man. One of the yeah. best Marvel villains. And I want to say everything that's going on. And listen, I understand he's probably one of the best black villains of all time. Um, But the, 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 let's stop the blasphemy saying that Killmonger was a better villain than Heath Ledger's Joker. It's just not. It's not true. It's not facts at all. Those are not. Those are not facts. I understand it. I'm sorry for anyone who takes offense to it, but I'm sorry. That's just not facts. We, we can be pro-black all day, but we can't take away from one of the best cinematic villains of all time, especially in co- comic book movies. So I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like Heath Ledger's Joker didn't have a plan. He, his plan was chaos. Right. That was, his was. Plan. He had no overall plan. At least Killmonger had a plan. Exactly. At least he had an overall goal. <laughs> but, and, and I want to stop. I, mean, I don't mean to stop the progress, but we just crossed 100 viewers. Shout out. I, I got it. Everyone who's who's watched this, listen, when we came into this, we did not know how this would be perceived, how many people right. we would have watching this. We just crossed 100 people who have seen this video. So that that hats off to you guys. I want to thank you. Shouts out to all y'all. Everyone who's retweeting it. And we've had people retweet this that don't didn't even follow at least me beforehand. So I want to give shouts out and hats off to all you guys for promoting this. Hopefully we're we're, we're gonna we're, we're doing a good job of what we came to do here. But yeah, yeah, let's get low. let's get back into it now. Killmonger as a villain. Um I wanna say that the fact that you could understand why he wanted to do what he wanted to do. It was just the means that he was going through. Like, first of all, the guy's father was murdered. He his le- his legacy was taken away by his uncle, who then who was king. His his uncle's son then takes over. Like, the thing is, and they mentioned in the movie, Everett Ross does a good job of mentioning this in the movie. Him coming to Wakanda when he did was strategic. He was waiting for a change in 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 who was king because that's yeah. when the government was most. This guy he was smart he he trained his whole life to this moment and and i've heard a lot of i've seen a lot of things on twitter of of people saying well killmonger beat t'challa's ass basically who's to say that t'challa's good listen when you are focused and you your whole life was built around one moment and you get to that moment you don't fail 
If you if that's your sole focus, everything <laughs> yes. he did was to get to that moment. He was not going to fail in that moment. All right, let's. I got. I got to turn over the reins. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll still be talking about it. Johnny Killmonger, man. <laughs> he Killmonger mentioned that he's been training for that his entire life. He killed people in Afghanistan. He killed people in Iraq. He killed people. His own brothers and sisters, as he put it, on that very continent. Like he literally told T'Challa, "I trained my entire life for this, and I'm not gonna lose to you, fam. I'm not." Uh, now, of course, where he messed up, he just threw him off. He didn't actually kill him. Exactly. He pre should have killed him, and I guess I'm surprised he kind of. I'm surprised he made that mistake. Of course, it's for the movie or whatever, but. Like, I'm surprised he made that mistake that he didn't see that he was dead before he threw him off. But anyway, Kill- Killmonger was a great villain, an excellent villain. Um, Definitely not be- better than Heath Ledger's-, Heath Ledger's Joker. But for the purposes of this film, he was a great, great villain. And I know y'all disagree with this, but I think it was a good thing that he died at the end of this movie. We'll, we'll get I into that. that. That's going to be that's going to be a whole part of the conversation by itself. We'll get into that. But um Ralph, so piggybacking mm-hmm. off what Johnny what Johnny said, what did you think about Killmonger as the villain? Oh, Killmonger was great, man. Like I I enjoyed that, you know, Ryan Krueger found a way to incorporate him from Oakland because my research shows that he was a Harlem, like Killmonger was in Harlem in the comics. So Krugler knowing Oakland, you make him Oakland. So I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But it, it made sense in the grand scheme of things. I just wish that we had a little bit more time with Killmonger to understand why he got that way. But that can be like something within his own thing. Like I just to understand how he got to that point. But he was very badass. He was dope. I enjoyed <laughs> he had a grill. He had he had the part the page. Listen, the gold like, teeth, man. It was very the, gold, was the, very the two, the two goals at the man, bottom, man. Two goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that, man. And like like you said, like this was pretty much like a rocky rocky clubber lane situation, right? You got somebody that's hungry that really wants it. Like they trained their whole life for this. You comfortable. You've been here. You're from a position of privilege. <laughs> like, T'Challa's a prince. Like, not to say that he doesn't work hard, doesn't train hard, but this is a, this is a, you know, you took my daddy there. Like, I've, I've been using that my whole life to motivate me to get to here. So, you didn't want you didn't want smoke with Killmonger. Yeah, y'all should have said the channel should have waited a few weeks. Yes, it should have waited a few weeks. <laughs> he needed time. <laughs> but you, but you, you know, you know what? Honestly, and the thing with, with this is, and this is where it's good to have villains that are layered. If 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 Killmonger wasn't so fueled by his hate and his his search for vengeance, he could have yes. probably came to T'Challa and said, "Look, I'm your cousin. Do you don't know what happened?" And T'Challa would have welcomed him with open arms. Like, and, that, and that's something I have to say about T'Challa. Like, he's been shown to be one of the most compassionate people in probably the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. To even go back to Civil War, but we'll get there. We'll get there when we talk about T'Challa's character. But T'Challa was very uh, compassionate. I think even in the fact that he knew who Killmonger was, yeah. like he, 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 like he understood the purpose. Like he was kind of getting on that train of like maybe we should open up our borders to the world and start doing this mm-hmm. stuff because Nakaya put the bug in his ear way before then anyway. So he was already getting there. The wheels was already turning. So he understood why Killmonger was the way that he was because Zuri put him on. Like he, Zuri told him. So it's like I know what happened. So I get it. Right. Yeah. And 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 I think it leads more credence to the, to Killmonger's whole plot that at the end of the movie T'Challa does open their borders. Now he doesn't do it in war like Killmonger wanted to do, but he does yeah. 
make a point now to go out and help the world and help people, not just their people as Killmonger wanted to do, but help more people with their technology. And that's kind of what Killmonger, now Killmonger wanted to do it in force, whereas T'Challa is doing it in peace. But still, the overall goal of what he was doing, the the a big part of what killed the villain's goal was, was very noble in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you get. I mean, like, seriously, I, I mean, wanted... I know. I'm, like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> he he wanted <laughs> he wanted Wakanda to help black people across the world overthrow the oppressor. True, like, true. Like th- that's what he ultimately wanted. He wanted Wakanda to rule the world. Basically, that's what he wanted. Yeah, and th- and that is true. He did want Wakanda to rule the world, but he still he he just. The difference, the difference with with their whole mindsets is, Killmonger saw their people as the black people of the world, and they needed to overthrow. Whereas T'Challa puts a spin on that; he sees it as everyone is their people. So let's help everyone, and then we can all lift up. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's more it's more Martin and Malcolm up in here, you know, yeah, getting right. those dynamics. Exactly. Because like exactly. when I when I when I initially heard Killmonger's speech, I'm like. This is nothing but Magneto. Like Magneto says the same shit over just for me. Listen, listen. Okay, let, let's talk about this. Killmonger, best first movie Marvel villain. For, let's forget. I'm not gonna take it because we'll argue about it. Is he the best Marvel villain? No, best Marvel villain. V- MCU villain so yeah. far. No, you you're putting Loki over him too, Ralph. Yeah, just just Loki. I, I like think- Loki. It's it's only because we got so much of Loki. Yeah. Like I just hate that they kill Killmonger. Like. But he couldn't stay there. alive. We, yeah, we got like, to get there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll get into that. I just like, I understand why. I can feel that. But, are, we count, are we counting Netflix too? Because I don't ooh. think Killmonger was better than Killgrave either, to be honest. Ooh. Yeah, I, 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 I'm to thinking. Be okay, I'm, I'm thinking cinematic because Killgrave is my okay. is one of my favorite villains in all of freaking. Yeah, well, we can we can Ever. talk about that. We'll offer. talk about that. We'll yeah. talk about that. Offer. We, we gotta get there. But uh, so MCU, where 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 does Killmonger rank for you? I'm trying to think about other villains. Like he's okay. Is he better than Zemo? Is he better than Civil War? Zemo. He's very similar to Zemo when you think about it, but yes. he was smarter. Yeah. yeah. Zemo, yeah. but the thing with Zemo is we got a glimpse of why Zemo was the way he was. All we know in Black Panther was that Black Panther killed his daddy. His uncle killed his dad. Yeah. 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 His uncle killed his daddy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell I just said, but yeah. Like, but I mean, at, at, I mean, at the same time with Zemo, the Technically, the Avengers killed his son. So, like, is it or killed his family? Is kind of kind of the same because all Killmonger had was his dad. He had build up to what Zemo was doing, like just little strategic stuff. Like, yeah, a whole movie, yeah, (laughs) the whole movie. Like, right? I think with Killmonger, it's just like you know, he he helped Claw do what he needed to do. He broke him out of jail, and then he shows up in Wakanda. That's essentially what happened, right? Yeah. Like it, it that's that was my like a little the little issues that I had with the movie little uh, like that could damn think about it like this. he all um, it could be argued that he never would have gotten Wakanda had he not killed Claw. Oh, facts. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's he wouldn't have. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, yeah. Um. So, movie. <laughs> we got to talk about it, man. They killed Killmonger. Now, considering how good he was as a, as a first time villain, I. 
I just and considering the reset that we're gonna get after Thanos, like with with the whole restructuring, Loki may be gone, Thor may be gone. I just don't like the fact that they took him off the table where there's still so much story left to be told with him. Possibly, it's just it's so many. Like he's already so layered in one movie. Imagine what we can do when we're on the third or fourth movie of Killmonger, like we are with Loki now at this point. He starts off at a better place than Loki started off. He could have ended so much better. Um, Johnny, I know you're the one to pose, so mm. I, I, we don't want to double team you. You're gonna, I'm gonna let you go first here. What do, I don't what, know, what do you think? I don't man? know, man. We, the one, the one thing Kiramonga wanted was to take control of Wakanda and mm. take over the take over the world, basically, to mm. liberate black people. Like that's it. He had nothing, nothing else he wanted to do. That's all he wanted. That's it. So had had he stayed alive, right? Mm-hmm. What then? What? Because he's captured. Can I can well, I, I can, see, can I give you I my counterpoint to that? Is oh, the, yeah, is, the, that is Loki the one thing Loki wanted in the first movie was to best his brother and for his to, for his dad to see him as better than Thor and we got so much more after that. Imagine if we would have ended that on Loki. That's all Loki wanted in the first movie. He didn't care nothing about taking over the world. None of that. He just wanted to best Thor and to prove that he was as good as Thor. How is that different? How is it different? How like, is it different? He had Loki had ample. I guess he he was given multiple chances to try to best his brother. He even tried to rule the earth with bringing the Chitauri and shit. I'm like, saying first movie. I'm sa- the first movie. See, you're you're bringing. Oh, we talking about Thor. Oh, we talking about Thor. We're, We're talking, talking about, about Thor because you, you said that there was not much place for Killmonger to bounce off of after this movie. So I'm saying, isn't if you look at it, wasn't Loki in that same place as Killmonger oh, at the end of the first? Movie? Oh, yeah. He was. I agree. I agree. But my question is, what else could Killmonger do? Like, is he going to try to take over another planet? Like, what? Well, I mean, look at it like this. Like, I already made the X-Men comparison, right? Magneto always was pro-mutant. Pro so he always found ways to, like, get his message across. Like, in the first, like, we just don't stick to X-Men 1. Like, he tried to change everybody to mutants with that damn machine. Right. That was that was the first thing. But, you know, throughout the movies, like, even throughout the whole X-Men franchise, Magneto was, like, the main villain throughout most of them. True. So it's kind of like, it was the same thing with Magneto. It was, like, us against them. And that's what Killmonger could have provided. Because it's always us against them. Like, it's always that. And especially, and especially now, now, now look yeah. at this. Especially now that Wakanda is out in the world at the end of this movie, imagine Killmonger being someone who's planting seeds of distrust and disconsent mm-hmm. with other countries and, uh, against Wakanda. Because look at what they did to him. All he had to do is look what they did to me, and I'm Wakandan. What do you think they're going to do to you? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I think I'm following. I'm following. <laughs> it's, it's like okay, the same. Cool. It's just like the endless possibilities because Killmonger would have been just a great complimentary piece to me. Like just to see him out there put, like, say if he got a got a chance to talk to war dogs in these major cities and turn them against the Wakandan like empire. Oh, but I mean, but think, but think about it. Mm-hmm. How okay? Say say Killmonger would have remained alive. He somehow mm-hmm. escapes Wakandan. Uh, prison or whatever, he goes out in the world. Let's just say he goes to London, talks to the war dogs in London, convinces them to turn against Wakanda. They have, they don't have nearly as much Here, of here's firepower the, as Wakanda does. Here's like, the how, thing. how would they even go about it? They, they don't have to overtly just all of a sudden turn against Wakanda. Imagine this. Infinity War is next. So the world is already going to be a discontent with Thanos. Thanos is coming to Wakanda. That's how Kill, Killmonger could have gotten out. He does go to those war dogs he turns them against Wakanda, but they don't automatically, like, they don't pull away from Wakanda. They could have been like Hydra, 
where to they're really loyal mm-hmm. to Killmonger, true, true, but true. they're still technically working for Wakanda. Come on, man. Now that's fu- that's fire. <laughs> that is fire. And 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 like I said, this doesn't that wouldn't even have to come with the second Black Panther movie. This is something that you would necessarily not even like maybe they'll they'll plant seeds to where T'Challa's like, "Oh, there I think there's someone turning our war dogs against us." You don't know until the third movie that it's Killmonger the whole time and now he's turns half the war dogs against against T'Challa and now they're going to war. Hell Hydra, no I'm bullshit. Yeah, no, but that no, but that's dope though. That's no, that's that's okay. All right, y'all, y'all convinced me. I'm happy now. <laughs> oh, okay. Another sidebar, and this is completely random. And this is, I guess, a tie to Doctor Strange. I don't know. But do y'all remember right when they were about to start sending weapons out to the war dogs in London, Hong Kong, and New York? Mm-hmm. Those are the same cities where there are sanctums in Doctor Strange. I didn't think about hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, so I just want to throw that out there. Playing those Infinity War seeds, man. Hell I, man. I feel Pretty like, much. Man. But let, let's 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 move on. We got to talk about it. The hero of this movie. I, if you, there's a lot of heroes in this movie because, like I said, the women in this movie are as much as played into the part of the ending of it as as T'Challa did. But what do you what what do we what are we saying about young Chad with Bozeman here? What are we saying about King T'Challa? What's going on? <laughs> uh Chadwick is a is a legend. <laughs> but we can, we can, like, but no, to to just stick to this movie here. Uh Chadwick did an amazing job, I think, um, just with the you know, the acting and like it, it shows that, you know, he, he struggled with being a um a king and a superhero, like a newly crowned king that just lost his father. And he's dealing with all the emotions of that, not really understanding how to lead, how to be a king and looking for answers from a man that's not there anymore. So, <laughs> and then he, he struggles with, you know, still being a Black Panther and still trying to, you know, find love with uh, Zuri. So, I mean, Nakaya, I'm sorry. So I'm just like, I'm blown away at what he had to deal with and how he had to overcome that. And then you have a distant cousin <laughs> They come kick your ass. Not even this. After, 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 after you find out your dad, after you find out that your dad killed your, yeah. killed your uncle, yeah. like everybody lied to you. So the way that you were brought up is completely a lie. So now you have to retrain your way of thinking. Yes. So now that you retooled your way of thinking, let's move forward. And he dealt with all that in adversity, in like real adversity. Like everything around him was crumbling. So I, I enjoyed it. We basically saw him become his own man in this movie. Yeah, like through the course of learning about certain events. Like the shit was crazy. He damn near died because his dad killed his uncle. Yeah. Like that's wild. Like that's wild. Exactly. That's one of the oldest um, things in film is, is paying for the sins of your father. And this, this movie is like, it has so many parallels. You can parallel this to mobster movies. Like you can parallel this to to something of like Norse mythology with with Thor. Like it, so many layers to this movie. They pulled everything off right. But you know, I I, I can't say enough about T'Challa. He was yeah. a great character. Chadwick, that rural African thing, he played it perfectly. Um, everything about it, like the action scenes, everything. Um, but we we got to get ready to get into our hot takes. Before we get into our hot takes, I said we were going to talk about the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes in this movie were amazing. Like, and I want to say this is that the fact that. They they pace this movie perfectly to where like you would get a talking scene or, or a long story segment, then it would pick up with action. It would die back down. They'll give a little more story elements. 
pick back up with action. There was like four or five action scenes in this movie, not all long, but mm-hmm. it, it served the purpose of the movie, kept you engaged. That's part of the reason why the runtime didn't feel as long as what it was. And I could have used another 30 minutes of it. But what did you guys think about the action scenes? And then we're going to get into our hot takes before we before we end. The dope, the for me, that I can think of right now, the dopest action scene was like the car chase. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like... <laughs> The, the car chase was dope. And again, going back to going back to Shuri, like she is so smart. Like, how do you create some device that you put on a car that you can remotely control from another part of the world? Like that, and you can see what's going that like that shit, that shit is amazing. And the fucking car was made out of vibranium. Like, come on, man. That's yeah. that's dope. That's that's just dope to me. That car, that car scene, that car chase was dope. Yeah, but now I'm, I definitely agree with Johnny. Like I, I enjoyed the car chase scene as well. Like especially like where he had to turn the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that absolutely. was I was like woo. And then you know when they blew the car up, he he ran up the building and everything. It was it was crazy. And then like when he when he grabbed Claw, like you can feel the emotion coming from him. Just saying like every breath you take for, uh, is mercy. It's mercy. Like I was like So I enjoyed like that that dynamic. I mean that that whole car chasing. But every you know even the last war scene. Uh, I mean you know boss battle. However you want to phrase it. That was dope. Not even the fight between like T'Challa and uh and Killmonger, but just like that last fight scene, like the door, the door Melage and what yeah. they had to do, like they started like ganging up on Killmonger. She was like, Oh no, nah, y'all go handle them. I got and then she did the, you know, four people staying behind. I thought that was so dope. I was like, Oh yeah. Like just like how they were so uniform. Oh bro, it was amazing. Yeah, man. Fucking amazing. Oh, another thing. It, oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jack. Oh, in that in the final boss battle when Black Panther took down that rhino, the rhino had a vibranium horn, which is fucking crazy. But when um when Black Panther took down the rhino, I think that was like a page directly out of one of the comics. I can't remember like which issue or whatever, but um that that was an ode to the comic book, so I thought that was dope too. Yeah, I mean the, the fight scenes were layered as well. That last battle was was great. Um, but we we're gonna use that to transition into some hot takes, man. In my hot take, I'm sorry, I'm gonna leave this one off. The CGI in this movie at certain points was trash. Like I'm I'm sorry, it, it's it, it was trash. Like the the whole the, the when they're both in their suits, like certain. And the thing is, they, is they created these beautiful suits. Like when when you see them and it's really them in the suits, it looks great. But when it was CG two CGI completely completely computer generated creatures fighting against each other it it didn't quite get to where i wanted to get it. It, it it i don't know man i have i had issues with the cgi in certain points not throughout most of the cgi in the movie i want to say most of the cgi was on point but in certain fight scenes the cgi bothered me so go ahead johnny what you got to say i was gonna say the very last shot of t'challa and killmonger when t'challa took killmonger on that cliff to watch the sunset that's the cgi of their suits Completely trash. Trash. Completely trash. So yeah, I had, I had to throw that out there. Like the ancestral plane when you know he went to meet his father for the last time, or at least the last time in this movie, it you know, that looked trash. I was like, oh. And real quick, did y'all notice the like ancestral planes are different? Like Killmonger's ancestral plane took him back to the apartment in Oakland or the high rise yes. in Oakland. I yes. I thought that was interesting because the way you look at it is like my ancestral plane looks different from you because of my upbringing. Like 
I didn't grow up in Africa, so I don't have this plain, you know, or this tree with panthers to talk to me. I have to go back to this project in Oakland or this high rise in Oakland. And that's where my my father had conversations with me. And and, and I think part of that, too, was because his father wasn't buried properly. He wasn't brought back to be buried in Wakanda. So that's where his his lenient mm, that's so, where like, he died yeah like yeah so okay. so that's without that point without that proper burial that that's what completely ruined the, kind of their bloodline so now when he goes back to that plane to talk to his aunt because it's to talk to your ancestors that's yeah. that's where he was buried at. so and just yeah. imagine it had killmonger known that like how come i ain't go back to this place he'd have been even more man <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you this like do you think at the beginning of the movie when they told the story was that in jobu talking to young killmonger or young eric i believe so i believe so yeah like, he's telling him the story because he said, like, you know, throughout the movie, like, my dad told me about Wakanda and how beautiful it was and the sunsets, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, Baba, tell me about where we're from. Like, he doesn't know. Yeah. So that's why he's getting that story from him. Well, he wouldn't, would Eric Killmonger know to call his dad Baba, though? I think so, because he was telling him, well, like. Yeah, and he had the book. The, the yeah. written in Wakanda, so he he knew that, and like he, he even showed him when he started speaking Wakanda. He knows very. He was taught very well of their culture and what what they what they were. But I mean, do you think he would have known like being that young though? Like, cause the the kid that was talking sounded super young, younger than the kid that was in Oakland. So I mean, just you know, just a thought. You make a good point there. Uh, before That's- before we wrap. Because I, I promised them that they would be able to join. I got to bring the baby hazes out. Kiddos, come on for a second. <laughs> come on. They, they, and they were dying. Come on. Come on. Come on. Young Helen, uh, what did you think about Black Panther? Thumbs up. That's it. It was so great. It was so great. All right. Thank you, baby. Young Zay Zay, come on. Come on, son. What did you think about Black Panther? It was all. It was awesome. It was all. You still got your tie on? Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Maya, come on, baby. Come on, baby girl. What did you What did you think about the movie? It was the bomb. It was the bomb. Wow. Bomb. That's what's up. All right, babies. All right. So we we had to get we had to get the baby hazes, and I'm sorry I had to do a shameless plug. I love my babies, but uh, stun on us. Stun on us. But nonetheless, um, oh no, we 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 don't want Allen. Like no, we we ain't got time for that. Oh, uh, but nonetheless, um, so uh, any anyone any hot takes that you guys have? I, Ralph, you kind of gave you. Yeah, yeah. I, well, no, I have one. Like, um, I'll say this: like, we need a Killmonger movie. I don't know how and where we're gonna get this from, but I think I need Ryan Kruger to direct it. Because Ryan Kruger and Michael B. Jordan have this synergy, kind of like a Spike Lee and Denzel. But, you know, they just work well together. They find a way to do things like Creed 2 is coming out this year. You know, we need a Killmonger story. There's so many plot holes. Like, I need to know what led to him getting to even hooking up with Claw. I need to know this. It's probably in the comic book. Like, Marvel does so many little tie-in comic books. It's probably in the comic book. But go ahead, Johnny. Maybe his dad wrote about it in that notebook. Cause his dad, cause his dad helped Claw get into Wakanda to steal the vibranium, like way back when. So you know, maybe it was just in a notebook somewhere. No, I need to see it. You need I need a movie. And, and <laughs> then old. that act, that begs the question: like, how old is Claw? That's the thing. They said he's 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 thirty years. So the the man has to be in his fifties or sixties. He damn sure doesn't yeah, look like, like it. Like crazy, crazy. But uh, maybe okay. he's been maybe he's been using vibranium to 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 keep himself young. But but go ahead, Johnny. All right, my hot take. Now, this is just me. This may or may not happen. I don't know. With 
Disney supposedly supposedly buying Fox movie studios, T'Challa and Storm will not be married in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not yet. I know I know a lot of people like or hoping for that, but I don't think it's gonna happen, especially after seeing Black the Black Panther movie with uh Nakaya, like nah. Storm and T'Challa not getting married. It's not, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's probably not gonna happen. But I mean they, they but they've given us such a dope character in Nakaya that I wouldn't even be mad at it for real. Yeah. So I mean my other hot take was uh Shuri making Iron Man suit, but y'all just glossed over <laughs> it like <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> But yeah, I mean <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. I mean, oh, okay. One more question. I'm done. Okay. Do y'all do y'all think that Spider-Man: Homecoming and the Black Panther movie events happen at the same time, like during the same time frame? Because both of these movies take place directly after Civil War. It's possible. That, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like the connection. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we 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 got to before we before we depart. We gotta give some ratings. We we have to, and I mean I oh, know, okay. and I kind of hate boiling down to a number because watch, read, I mean watch or listen to the whole review. You kind of just get our vibe from the film from that. But people mm-hmm. like numbers, so let's quantify the numbers. Johnny, one through ten, what are you giving this movie? One through ten, I'm going to say, God damn it, I didn't even think about it, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say seven and a half. All right, seven and a half, Ralph. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking um about eight and that's not the like one of Johnny or anything, but my reasoning for that is just, I just don't think the movie was perfect. Like I think there are plot holes. I think there are glaring plot holes in it and not to mention the CGI issues. Right. So I just think that with some of those things that, you know, negates it from being like a full blown 10, but I still enjoy it. I still think the plot was good, but I think there were some points that could have been expounded on more. I'm I'm honestly surprised that Johnny's is, is was in the sevens. I was expecting at least eights, nines, and a half, but um, I, I got I got to give it a nine. Like I'm I'm sorry, and it's not even because of it being black led. It's not because it's Black Panther. Like just as a mm-hmm. movie, I enjoyed this movie so much, and I'm I'm someone who enjoys good villains. Like I love good villains, and Kill, Killmonger was such a good villain. It was automatically going to be high for me. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm giving it a nine. Um. So yeah, everyone, let me let us know what what you think about it. We're getting ready to go ahead and plug our social medias and where you can find us. Listen, over oh, wait, what am I doing? We got a huge announcement. We got two huge announcements. The first slipping, one bro. before we go, the first announcement is that The Awakened Soul has joined has joined Urban Mogul and Urban Mogul Life, which is a huge platform. Um, it, it's it's great. I'm excited to work with a lot of those guys as well. I'm excited for all the possibilities that have come up. We 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 it, we're finna do it big. I, I I've been working on the Awakened Soul for so long, and to to have someone who heard it, liked it as much, and wants me to be a part of what they're going on. That was huge. Um, but that that's a personal thing. Be on the lookout for that. Um, I tweeted out my logo now with the, the UML stamp, so we're officially familiar over there. But something that's more personal to the, the people who are on this panel. I, I need a drum roll. Can we? <laughs> Listen. Anyone who's listened to either Oversaturated or The Awakened Soul knows that we've worked together several times. We work together well with brothers. Everything. Like, I support everything they do. Oversaturated is legit my favorite podcast. Um, hey, and so I love you. I love working with these guys. So we decided 
to join something together. We're going to do a joint project called The Breaks Radio. The Breaks stand hey, for hey. Be, Re- Be Real, Excel as King Should. So you, it, it, And it's not going to be nothing weekly necessarily, but it's going to be something where we join together and we're going to do it. Um, it's going to be live, YouTube. We're, we're going to be everywhere with The Breaks Radio. And it's going to be big for the culture. We're all very three well-rounded guys with TV, music, film, pop culture, everything. And it's going to be a little different than what, we, what you get on our podcast itself because it's going to be the three of us and there's going to be times where we agree there's going to be times where we don't agree but i'm so excited for that venture as well man what do you guys think hey man i'm excited man it's, it's it's a joy to to like you know me and johnny definitely started on this journey together but to you know gain another brother in this podcast stuff man it's beautiful man so i we're we're excited man this joint venture is gonna be dope man Listen, man, 2018 is the year of litness. So, <laughs> hey, like, and I, I, I used to hate that word, but I, I'm adopting it because it just describes how exciting shit is. Like, the fact that, you know, me and Ralph been doing podcasts for almost a year and we've collaborated with uh, CEO so many times. It's like it would make sense for us just just to com- combine and do something completely new and fresh um for people to consume because we 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 click well all three of us click well so we hope everybody enjoys what we are about to bring to the masses so i'm excited about it it's gonna be lit man and yeah i don't really yeah. like using lit either but this is there's almost no other way to describe it it's definitely yeah be man um uh, but before we go ahead and go in and, and turn off this live let's go ahead and plug all of our social media and everything uh first ralph you go first man tell everyone hey, hey, man uh, find me at the mind of Ralph, all one word on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why, Snapchat. Uh, the mind of Ralph, and then uh, Johnny, you got the overset stuff, right, too, bro? Yeah. All um, right. All right. So y'all go follow me personally on Twitter at j o n two underscores and the letter b, and then make y'all have to follow the podcast. Um, uh, social media pages and that's oversaturated the podcast so instagram we're oversat the podcast twitter oversat podcast and our email is oversat podcast at gmail.com and all of our episodes all of our merch um our bios are on our website oversat the pod.com and me, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E on any social media platform that I happen to be gracing with my wonderful, wonderful presence. But uh, also, you can, you can check out the podcast. Anyone who's, anyone who's checking uh, this video out for the first time, you're wondering what the hell is this Awakened Soul shit that's, uh, that's on the screen right now. The Awakened Soul is, is, is my podcast where we talk about literally everything and anything it's 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 to provoke thought conversation we get deep with with certain topics uh we're on anywhere that there's podcasts the waking soul is on there so definitely be there to check it out and as we get ready to go into this next venture we look forward to being able to interact with all of you guys to keep this whole thing going and this movement going um now we're gonna go into a i know it sounded like we stopped but like i said that was pulled from the live show we're getting ready to go into just a discussion. It's 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 about twenty minutes that me and the boys did. Just about the the growth of uh, superhero movies and where we came from, where we are now, and where we see um, it continuing to go. So 
just another brief uh, musical intro. And then uh, after that, we're going to get that last segment. And that's the end of the show. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Go up my crowd in rotation. Yeah. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Wait. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? I live on 10. Wait. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Alright, so fellas, we talked about Black Panther. We discussed the movie, but we got to talk about where it stands as far as like the progression of black superheroes depicted in film. Um, so we, we got we got it we can include Luke Cage in this, but we got Blade, we have Falcon, which he hasn't had his own movie in the MCU. Uh we we got even as far back as like Steel with Shaq. We got yeah. Meteor Man. Like who? Who blank, else am I blank, missing? Like blank man. Oh no, that we're not counting that as a superhero. Blank Fuck man. That. Hey, blank man. Is good <laughs> shit, man. Are, are we um, counting uh, Black Lightning at any point? Are, are we counting TV shows in this? Because we can. If we can throw Black Luke Lightning Kane, in there, right? yeah. So we could throw Black Lightning in there also. Um, Wait, um, Ro- uh, Rody from Iron Man. Oh uh, yeah, Don, Don Sheedle. Um, yeah. So I mean, but but most of those characters haven't had their own solo movie. I mean, really. I mean, the biggest. Okay, let's not let, let's start with this because this is the first black superhero movie I can at least remember. You guys can correct me if if I'm missing something. But was Meteor Man the first black superhero movie, like lead superhero? I think so. I think so. What year did it come out? Like ninety one, because Blank Man was ninety two. It had to be yeah. ninety or ninety one. Well, yeah. All right, so we'll start. We'll start with Meteor Man, um, which Black Panther is definitely better than Meteor Man. Meteor Man looks like it came out in '93. Um, but what are we thinking about Meteor Man, man? Like, what, as far as like a black superhero, the first one, at least according to our research, anyone who's listening, correct us. We, we'd love to hear if we missed anything. But what do we think about Meteor Man? Honestly, I think I've only seen it like two times in my life, and I barely remember it. I was gonna say I have no real takes on it because I, I I treat it as like a parody almost. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> That's what it yeah. was for real. I mean, yeah. so uh, so let, let's move on from that then. The best, and let's not skip. What was the uh, the Will Smith superhero movie? When he was the oh, drunk Hancock. Hancock. So Hancock, Luke Cage, mm-hmm. Hancock, Luke Cage, okay. uh, Black Panther, and Blade are probably well. Okay, if we're counting little uh, small screen too, we still got Luke Cage and. Uh, Black Lightning, which is dope as hell. Um, yes. So how how are we ranking the hierarchy of of black black superheroes depicted in film, man, and TV? Oh well, you have to go Black Panther, just one. Just, yeah. And that's yeah. not because of, that's not a prisoner of the moment. The man is a he's a king. Like that's that's what he is in his off time. Like like you you can't get any better than that. And he's rich. He's intelligent. All that stuff, right? So if you're going second, woo, uh, right. <sighs> For me, it's Luke Cage, man. I, and I don't know if it's just because we spent so much time with the character between uh, defenders like Luke Cage. I love, I loved everything about Luke Cage, and, and I'm talking about the the character, not even the show, because I have my problems with the show. But as far as the character, I don't, I don't see any holes there. And I like the fact that he's he's of the people, like he's of that area. He's not even necessarily trying to save the world. It's something about that for me, at least. Yeah. Well, if you go on that route, <clears throat> I guess two A and two B will have to be um, Black Lightning and Luke yes. Cage, right? Because they yes. pretty kind of the same 
almost. Mm-hmm. Um, only thing with Black Lightning is he's like he 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 became Black Lightning again after nine years to like help his family. But after the community saw the glimpse of him, it's like okay, maybe the community needs him more than he thought he did. And is I think it's wild that his wife at the time was like, you you could either be Black Lightning or you could be with me. Like you gonna make this man choose? That's women. And it's people. Though, it's people dying though. Like that's crazy. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess it's levels to it because I mean, you do have two daughters to think about. Like I don't think have you ever seen like superheroes with like legit families? True. Yeah, uh, you might. You might True. The only yeah, like, the only like, superhero with legit with a legit family, and this was we found out about this as far after it was uh, Hawkeye in the Avengers. I can't think of any other superhero. <laughs> that, that was hella random. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, random. Yes. <laughs> yes. Damn. But Meteor, I mean, Meteor Man had a family, right? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dog. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I oh, he the dog wasn't even his. The dog was Bill Cosby's. Never mind. They'll okay. take that back. That's... Blank Man became a superhero because his grandma died. <laughs> we are not talking about Blank Man. I refuse, man. I refuse. That's what made him. That's what made him superhero. <laughs> tragic event, man. Most superheroes become superheroes from tragic events. Facts. Where are we ranking Blade, man? I mean, we talked about Wesley Snipes trying to get a Bla- uh, Black Panther movie off the ground in, in the '90s, but Blade was had to be not even just. For black superheroes, Blade was kind of one of the first superheroes that kind of made this go mainstream before. And it's crazy because it was before X-Men, before Spider-Man. He really ushered in the superhero movie era where people started realizing these movies can be legit. Um, And what do you think? And I've I've heard conversations with people. They don't see Blade as a superhero. And I guess I can kind of understand that because that movie really wasn't how superhero movies are depicted now. But he is a Marvel character. What What do you think, Ralph? I... I think well, I think I'm kind of guilty of that that thinking because it's just with Blade. I mean, he was a vampire hunter. Not to say vampire hunters don't save people, but the way that the movie was set up is just that. Like in the '90s, you know, vampire movies are huge anyway, so just Blade kind of made sense. But it just didn't give you that superhero feel. If that you know kind of makes sense. Was he trying to like? Was he trying to save the world? Or was he trying to save like? I can't. I I can barely remember the first Blade movie. It was so long ago. Well, he was uh, <clears throat> he was trying to look for his mother. I think in the first movie. No, the first one he he thought his mother was dead. The first movie he was legitimately was just trying to exterminate all vampires. Like that was his motivation was to exterminate yeah. vampires. Yeah, his mom popped up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's coming back to me slowly. But yeah. I mean, I respect Blade for what it is now, just in, the, in the, a nostalgia sense. But just I guess then I just didn't think of it as superhero. Yeah. <clears throat> And I guess maybe because, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time it came out, it was the first quote unquote superhero movie to like usher in the superhero genre. So it was like, I guess at the time we were like, you know, it's just a, it's a movie based off of a comic book character, but we can't really classify it as superhero. I don't know. I feel that. But, but as a character, we might have to put him at number three. Like we got one Black Panther, two A, two B at, um, Luke Cage well, and Black Panther. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Blade at three or four, I guess. What y'all think about that? I like that. I like that. So where where like- are we? So where are we putting bringing in War Machine and Falcon? <laughs> Unfor- unfortunately, they are like sidekicks. I hate to say yeah. that, but so they they have to be kind of low. And the thing I the say, thing with War Machine War that bothers Machine me. First. See, <laughs> the thing with War Machine that bothers me is that. He's been in what, like four movies now at this point, and he's had he's had less screen time than Falcon had in two movies. <laughs> well, 
Mm, I was gonna try to make a case for, but I don't, I don't think I can. As a matter of fact, three movies. I'm sorry, because Falcon did appear in Ant Man as well. Yeah, he did. Oh my god. Yeah, he did. Got his ass. Got his ass kicked though. Exactly. <laughs> and so, Falcon's just such a, like you know, Captain. How we doing this? What we doing? Like how we doing this? I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, that's yeah. my pet peeve. Like he <laughs> follows Captain America like a like a lap dog. Like the shit is so stressful. At I mean, least, I, and um, I understand the fact of respecting the man, but come on now. Come on, man. You got wings, bro. You can fly. Like, come on. But that's don't, it. Don't like, he has no superpowers at all. Like, and I like, I like Falcon. That makes him even though. more dope. Like, exactly. I like Falcon because he stands on his own. Yes, he fucking. You, you, you can't give me no wings and expect me to fly. I'm scared of heights. So, the fact that he could do that, like, that's, that's dope to me. I feel that. I feel that. So, so... I definitely put War Machine over Falcon. I'm so, a, I'm going Falcon over War Machine. What? Yeah, I'm uh-huh. going Falcon over War Machine. Just because I I think he's done like I, I'm a cinematic person. He's done cooler shit than than War Machine has done, man. War Machine yeah. showed up and shot a couple things with with his cannon on his shoulder and then flew the fuck off and got his ass beaten Civil War. Like he almost died. I'm about to say he's paralyzed now. Yeah. So I guess well, that, I that's gonna be fixed. <laughs> they show him moving around Hang in on. the damn Infinity War trailer. I'm sure yeah. the Wakandan technology is gonna be the cause of that. Facts. So. But Iron Man wouldn't have defeated um. What was the old boy in Iron Man 2? Ivan? Was his name Ivan? Whiplash, dude. Whiplash, yeah. yeah. Fuck he him. wouldn't have defeated him without... Uh, true, true. Bro. I mean, yeah, you got a point there. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. It's it's hard between... Those two is like... They're they're almost at the same level to me. It's hard to pick one over the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially with their depictions in the movies. I think that it's just, you know, hard to put one over the other. I could see your case for war well, Falcon over War Machine in this case. So I'll agree with that. So I mean I I guess we we've kinda of talked about the history of, of superhero movies, but where do where do we see it going now? What's the next black superhero you'd like to see depicted in, in film, man? And we'll we'll all pick one. I'm we may all come up with the same one. Ralph, what about you? Uh come back to me. <laughs> Johnny. I need John Stewart, the Black Green Lantern. I need him in a movie ASAP. I gotta go with you there, man. Like I was hoping we were all gonna have different ones, but I forgot. Like that's that's part of your whole persona, man. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, but yeah, John Stewart. I gotta see John Stewart. And on top of John Stewart, um, just so I can have something different. I need now with with superhero movies. Now I need to see another Blade. I want I want that. I need to see another Blade. Especially in this version of the MCU, it has to be. Like, it has to be. Who, who would y'all get to play it? Play, play a Blade. Blade? <clears throat> you know what's, what's crazy, yeah. though? I could see Michael B. Jordan being the dope Blade, but now it's not going to happen because he plays Joe <laughs> Monk. Yeah. Um, well, hey, they let they let um, Chris Evans play Human Torch and Captain But that's not Ray. the same universe, yeah. though, man. This would be the same universe. You're so. right. You're <laughs> so right. I totally no. missed that. You know what would be wild <laughs> if, like, Somehow he comes back as like a vampire and then becomes Blade. I know oh, that's like a long that. shot, uh, but that'd be crazy. <laughs> damn, who could I see playing Blade? This is this is. I mean, hell, they use damn half of black of uh, young black actors in in Black Panther. Like it's gonna be hard to cast anybody black now. Yeah, there... What do you think about your boy that played in uh, the Star Wars franchise? You think he could pull it off? Mm. Boyega, I like Boyega. Yeah, yeah. he you could. What, what, do, what do we think about O'Shea Jackson Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, too light skin. <laughs> well, I mean, Blade is half white, so we can pull that up. That's hilarious. Um, yes. you know oh, what, what though? The- you know what? All jokes aside, it's same movie. What about the guy who played Doctor Dream straight out of Compton? I, his 
Damn, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Hawkins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, him playing Blade. Hmm. I could. I could see that. See that. I can see that too. Actually, I could probably see that a little bit more than uh my Star Wars guy. I can't. You know, I hate to keep saying Star Wars guy, but that's why John Jim Boyega. Yeah. I know his last Boyega. guy. Because he, he's he's you know doing a lot of big things in Hollywood. I know he'll be a, a big draw, especially if you you know want that crossover. Not to say Corey Hawkins doesn't have star power or star potential. Yeah, I mean, after that twenty four spinoff failed, he kind of he's kind of been MIA. Yeah, I'm still, I'm really trying to like John Stewart is my guy. I definitely need to see him in the movie, but I'm th- I'm trying to think what other black superhero do I think should get a solo movie. Ralph, you haven't given yeah. your pick yet for a black superhero to get that solo movie, man. Um, well, you know, I hate to go like something that we've seen, but uh, it could be cool to see like you know Luke Cage get a bigger. Uh, platform and see what they can do with that and see if they recast and retool everything because I would love to see him, Misty Knight and all those characters on a bigger screen but I understand, you know, Netflix already kind of did that Oh, I got another one Static Shock But see, that's too similar to Black Lightning though True, true, but Now I can see him uh, coming into the the Black Lightning TV show Man, that would be, like, did y'all did y'all ever watch the um, Absolutely, the cartoon show? Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. That show was amazing, mm. but yeah, Miles Morales is getting a uh, a cartoon animated movie yeah, later yeah, on this yeah. year. <clears throat> there's um, are you familiar with Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, I heard about yeah, Cloak. there's yeah, Cloak and Dagger. They're coming out with a TV show too. I think it's all yeah on Freeform. I think yeah. yeah. So I'm interested interested to see that as well. Absolutely, but, that because uh, uh, after Wonder Ways was dope. So after that, I'm 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 feeling like the Marvel TV. They're they're finally bringing all that TV around. Um, come on, Ralph, man, come with a, a superhero. Yeah. We still waiting. I said Luke Cage, but no, oh, that yeah. doesn't count. I mean, that's not a new. We said new, man. A new man, it ain't too many. <laughs> uh, no love for Spawn. No love at all. Like, uh, damn. Yeah. Wait, was Spawn? Did Spawn come out before? Blade. Yeah. We didn't even talk about. Seven. We did not even talk about Spawn in the black superhero. Right. List like, mm. hmm. I know. Yeah, gotta put some respect on Spawn name out here. Spawn is dope character in the comics, man. That movie was at the time it was dope, but going. Have you tried to go back and look at it as an adult? Yeah, I mean, that's part of our whole like nostalgia and shit thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> going back and watching it, that movie is really trash. But I watch it because I feel like a kid again watching it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel you. On yeah. That. Yeah, but let me ask you guys this: How do you, how do we feel since Blade actually had a trilogy? How do we feel about that as a whole franchise? Well, to be one hundred percent honest with you, mm-hmm. like I I really don't remember Blade two and three. Really? Because two was the best one out of out of all. Two of them. two was the best one. Three Which was kind of like that reach. Yeah, that's when they went too far. They brought in the actual Dracula and called him Drake. Like that, yeah. they was doing too much. They was doing too <laughs> yeah. much. Which one of those had Jessica Biel in it? That, that was, was the third one. Oh. Yeah, and Ryan that's back. Reynolds. That's back when she still had booty. Now that shit is all gone. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan Reynolds was in uh, three as well. He was like, basically I, Deadpool I, in that movie. Yes, <laughs> I was like, he's basically doing what he did, you know, before Wolverine, which is okay. But um, but yeah, Blade One and Two were very very good. I think. They reached for number three, which is, you know, okay. Some people do that. Well, you know, some franchises do that. But, I mean, I think it's a dope franchise overall. Yeah. <clears throat> but I would like not... to see him get reintroduced into this MCU. How, how would that work? Man. 
They remaking everything that you know anything else. The first Blade was twenty years ago. That's that's crazy. Like that's so crazy. <laughs> Damn, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, ninety eight. Crazy man. But the second Blade was the first movie I almost I ever tour rented. Like that was the first torrent I ever downloaded. That's I was I was a, a freshman in high school. First movie I ever illegally downloaded was Blade Two. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm sitting here admitting felonies on. I'm pretty sure. Uh, right, right. Station, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah. So I mean, that that's pretty much it. That wraps this up, man. I mean, I don't have anything left to say. I what anything from you guys? This doesn't have anything to do with black superheroes, but I'm if this Fox deal goes through with Disney, like they have to, like I want to see how they're going to like merge everything together. Like they have to. And I just want to know. I just, I just want to see how, like, how is it going to happen? Because I need a, I need an Avengers versus X Men movie, but that ain't, that's not going to be until like twenty thirty five or something like that. Like, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> properly give it its just due and not Justice League. This thing is going to take a while to incorporate Fantastic Four and X Men properly into the MCU. Like, imagine them doing another Fantastic Four in the MCU. Like another, like. They just rebooted the damn franchise, but to reboot it again. Yeah, I actually don't think their like their reboot was too was bad. Like I didn't think it was bad. The way I don't think where they got it was bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's 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 all I got. All right. Well, I mean, fellas, we already did our plugs, man. You can tell the people where they can find you again. Go ahead, Ralph. Oh well, the mind of Ralph, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, and y- y'all can just follow me on Twitter because that's where I do most of my social media social media ing. Um, so J O N two underscores and the letter B, and uh, check out overset overset the pod dot com. Uh, all of our episodes are there, and we got merch for sale. Holla at us. Hot merch, by the way. I gotta or- I gotta order something. By the way, I've been putting that off for too long. Um, but yeah, you can follow me at CEO Hayes. This is the Awakened Soul at slash Oversaturated. Uh, let us know what you thought about this. <laughs> Get to us. Breaks Radio is coming very very soon, so be on the lookout for that. <laughs> but yeah, that that's it. We out. Said where I was stop me before I even started. When I get to one brick, then the game I with the pot with. Got to one brick, then I look to the skylight. Sorry, got a lot, but give me one more try. Got the two bricks, new cars, new whips, but niggas never learn to they end up in the news clip. The irony of selling drugs is sort of like using it. Guess it's two sides to what substance abuse is. Can't stop, won't stop, addicted to this new shit. Brand new convertibles, I'm so ruthless. Front row fight night, see how big my tube is. Fuck HD, niggas. See how clear my view is ballin', ballin'. But there's a price for overdoing it Doing it this big will put you on the map Stick up kids, it's out to tax Plus the FBI boys with the cameras in the back Damn Murky Iron Man. Iron Man. Take a flight Coming to a town near you This is black superhero music right here, baby Y'all ready? Let's go Yeah, yeah, yeah Come on, man, yeah Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. 
NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com info, netsuite.com info.